Hello everyone, it's Lucy here. Welcome to this episode of the Entrepreneur's Profit Growth Podcast. So this episode is going to hopefully be an interesting one, an educational one. If you have been running a business for some time or you are brand new to running or owning your own business and don't know really where to start around garnering support around your numbers. And there are many different ways you can get support around finance and different types of finance. And so I thought it was worthwhile doing an episode to clear up where a finance professional can support you with particular issues or problems or questions that you might have. And so I'm going to Put this disclaimer probably at the start of most of my episodes, being that, of course, any advice that I give here is general in nature and it is not designed for you to rely on in your specific business. And if you have specific questions when it comes to your business, then absolutely come to a finance professional and ask about your specific situation. And you will know anyone who gives financial advice or guidance will do the same thing because every business has a nuance. But Either way, I think this general advice is super, super helpful to not only guide you in what questions to ask of your accountant or your bookkeeper or your tax accountant or your virtual CFO. Um, And so therefore, you just feel a bit more confident even just going into the questions, into the conversation. So hopefully that all makes sense. So this episode will effectively operate on a bit of a continuum and the continuum reflects how big or complex or risky your business is and therefore what kind of financial support you might need. So um, I will go from the least complex scenarios where you might need financial support up into the more complex scenarios. So whatever stage of your business your business is in, then absolutely there will be some financial support you require of varying degrees of time spent in your business or cost to you. So for the most part, when a business starts, you effectively will have some transactions. So you will be spending money and you'll be making money. And that's what I mean by transactions, right? So one transaction will be, for example, one invoice sent. And another transaction might be, for example, your subscription for a website that you pay every single month. So each of those transactions will be made by you within your business, and they will need to be recorded appropriately. And this is effectively called bookkeeping. So when you start your business at whatever stage you're at, Um, And it might be just that there are no sales. You are literally just spending money. Recording all of these expenses is absolutely critical to do from day one. And the reason it's critical to do from day one is that every single item, actually, I'll disclaimer that too. Most items are deductible expenses from a tax perspective. So you need to make sure that you are taking credit for every cost that you have put through your business because you may well get a tax deduction for it at the end of the financial year. So from day one, you need to be recording these transactions. So that might be the case that if you are feeling pretty competent in Excel, you just create a relatively simple spreadsheet with the date, the type of transaction and the amount and make sure you keep the invoice or receipt for that. Or it might be that you go with accounting software such as Xero 
from day one as well. And that will allow you to record your information and keep the receipt also in zero. So you can actually start to keep these things for the seven year requirement for the ATO. So the ATO can audit you at any point within the next seven years. And it is your responsibility to make sure that you have the supporting evidence for anything that you earn or spend in your business. So hot tip. So anyway, so you might be able to do your bookkeeping yourself and that is completely fine and that is how a lot of business owners start out you may get to the point where you're like you know what I've got no interest in doing this or I really haven't got time and my time is best spent actually driving sales whatever it might be making the products that I'm selling etc so you decide to outsource to a bookkeeper and so a bookkeeper can take on many forms, but at its most basic level, it will be the one that you will be sending all of your invoices and receipts to, and they will make sure that they are recorded accurately. Any GST that you might have in your business will be recorded accurately, and it will start to effectively make up your profit and loss. So your total income for the period and your total expenses for the period equal your profit. So that's the most basic kind of finance support you can get. Bookkeepers are incredible. They are some of the most efficient people I've ever seen on the planet, right? They can smash through your in income and expenses far faster than you can. And so therefore they can take a lot off your plate. One, it gets done in time. They will do it on a monthly basis for you. So you will always be able to close a month knowing where you're at from an income and expenses perspective. They will also do it quarterly if you don't feel like you're big enough for that. But they'll also make you give you peace of mind of making sure that actually everything is done accurately rather than that feeling. If you're not quite sure where this needs to go, how you need to transact it, how to use zero, for example, if you're not quite sure, then you know that actually consumes quite a lot of energy on your part. You know, it's quite stressful going like, I should know this. I don't know this. I don't need to ask. Um, so that's where a bookkeeper can also come in just actually to help you out with your stress levels because they do it with their eyes shut so then as you increase in complexity you might then register for GST so if you turn over over $75,000 in any 12-month period you have to register for GST you also might decide to voluntarily register for GST. Your bookkeeper will make sure all of your transactions, the GST on all of those transactions are accounted for correctly. And then also can support you with your business activity statement. So your BAS return, which will likely be done quarterly. So that is you telling the ATO, this is how much GST I collected for you, i.e. I charge GST on my pricing. And then this is how much GST I spent on my expenses so you get to claim that back right so you end up reporting the net of that so i owe the ato all the gst i've collected but i get a refund of all the gst i've paid and therefore i owe or have a net refund of that net amount there that's what a big uh bass return is if you are a bit confused about GST, I have a free masterclass that you can sign up to. It's on my website, lucystarbuck.co, completely free. It's about 45 minutes long. That'll explain everything you need to know about GST if you are already overwhelmed. But a lot of bookkeepers are also BAS agents, which mean they can complete your BAS return on your behalf. So this will be obviously a service that you will pay them to do on a quarterly basis, if that's how often you submit your BAS return. But also, again, peace of mind and just the fact that you don't actually have to do this. And also you don't have to remember, because how often do we just wait until the day it's due and go, oh, shit. Um, 
whoops, I haven't done it, they will do it in really good time. So that's another service a bookkeeper can provide for you. Then if you are employing staff, then you've got payroll to do. And you will have obligations such as superannuation. So if you do employee staff, so you have employees within your business, you will be legally obliged to pay superannuation to them. And so that superannuation is payable into their super funds on a quarterly basis. Your bookkeeper will be able to also trans transact payroll on your behalf as well and then sort out the super payments too and so how that usually works is that they usually charge on a per person basis so you've got 10 employees they might charge and I'm completely making this up so don't quote me on this they might charge $30 per person per fortnight for example so that's what um, a bookkeeper can effectively do so you also and so just from a qualification perspective so to be able to do the BAS returns they need to be a BAS agent. So bookkeepers will not generally offer these services if they're not qualified. So that will help you with your business. And so if you have a business where the bookkeeping is becoming far too onerous, whether that's from a time or just a, I don't know what the frig I'm doing here perspective. If you have employees and you have payroll to do, that increases the complexity of your business. So it may be worth outsourcing that to a bookkeeper. And then if you are registered for GST and you need to submit BAS returns, again, that is something that is very worthwhile to be outsourced, both from a time and a complexity stress level perspective. That said, all of these tasks are perfectly doable within your business by yourself with some education. I am completely of the mindset that this stuff it's relatively basic, but it depends whether you have the appetite to do it. But with the right education and just asking some basic curious questions of a professional, it is entirely possible to do this stuff yourself as well. So um, that's another way of doing it. If you have the capacity or you do not have the funds to outsource yet, then being able to educate yourself as to how to do this, you it will be game changing for your business as well so I just want to caveat everything I've said with that you do not need to you can absolutely learn how to do this yourself so moving on up the continuum of complexity so your business might be of a certain size it might be growing it might be um, getting more complicated and so you might want to actually change the structure of your business so you were a sole trader for example and you might want to get some advice around, is it, should I be a limited company now? Or should I even have a trust? Then that is something you would approach an accountant to do. And so this is where this kind of guidance is critical. You would get good guidance from both a risk perspective, um, because as a sole trader, depending on what industry you're in, if anything was to go wrong, like so for example, I run an accounting business, virtual CFO business. And there's quite a lot of risk because I'm giving financial advice to my clients individually. So if, for example, touch wood, um, some of the financial advice down the line was determined to be incorrect or the client thought there was a lot of income and I'm a sole trader, then actually I'm liable to lose my house, my car, any of my personal assets, because that's what a sole trader effectively is. You're, you are responsible as a, a human being. Whereas I actually operate a limited company. And so therefore, if that was to happen, 
then I would only be liable to the assets that my limited company owned. My limited company is a separate entity. And so like it's the limited company that pays tax. I am an employee of my limited company. It's not a sole trader vibe, you see? So that's one of the reasons why I chose to become a limited company. And in your particular situation, I would absolutely approach an accountant to give you the correct advice about what to do from both a risk perspective, but also a tax efficiency perspective, because there are different tax rates that apply as a sole trader and a PTY. And actually sometimes operating as a trust is a very tax efficient way to operate. So absolutely, that is when I would approach and definitely see that as a investment in funds to make sure you are set up from a tax efficiency perspective correctly. Um, that is the right thing to do and ask them to kind of explain the logic as to why they're suggesting this, right? So um, to make sure you fully understand why your business is set up the way it's set up. And that lends it uh, lends me to the fact that I would also be going to an accountant to complete my tax return because you need someone who is qualified to be able to do that. And all accountants, most accountants are, they're also tax agents and you have to be a tax agent to be able to submit a tax return on behalf of somebody else. So I want to caveat, I am not a tax agent. So I actually cannot give tax advice. I would never be able to complete someone's tax return for them. I can complete my own for myself if I would like, but I cannot complete a tax return on behalf of another person. So that is not what I chose to be qualified in, maybe for obvious reasons. It's not really where my joy is sparked. <laughs> so um, so definitely make sure that it's the accounting firms that you are approaching for those um obviously referrals are always really really good when it comes to accounting firms um so ask around your fellow entrepreneurs business owners where you can find one and often accounting firms will also depending on your size or their size and what you need offer bookkeeping services too accounting firms can also offer services that implement your accounting software so you're like oh i need i need zero i don't know what i'm doing uh, I haven't got time to implement it myself, set it all up, then accounting firms can do that and give you advice as to how best to use it, training on how to use it as well, which is awesome. That is also something I offer, um, software implementation. So whether it's Xero and how Xero connects to, for example, your customer relationship management software, we will do, um, I'll do a whole podcast episode on some of the tech that can be brought to your business, which will ultimately save you time and money as well. So look out for that one, but accounting firms can do that. Then um, as you get through the complexity, and another thing I want to caveat is that there is a lot of overlap, which is why I'm saying this is on a continuum. And so some bookkeepers can do tax returns too. They're qualified in that. Accounting firms, as I mentioned, can do bookkeeping all the way up to, you know, giving you structural advice. And then where I move into when it comes to increasing in complexity is the virtual CFO space. So the virtual CFO space that I particularly play in is around, okay, let's plan out your business and where your business is going to go in the future. So it starts to look at your strategy and then working through projecting out, making the appropriate assumptions to put together a forecast to then say, okay, this is your strategy. 
and let's work together to figure out how much this is going to deliver in revenue, in profit, what needs to be true. So what investments might we need to make to get you to the required revenue or to help you unlock the strategy you want to unlock? Here's some considerations when it comes to risk, for example. Or here's some considerations when it comes to, okay, these investments you might want to make. You might want option A, option B. Let me talk to you about the cost of option A and how long I think it will be until you that pays back and likewise option B and then give you my advice around how to actually make that decision. The other key thing is the cash flow forecasting piece as well. So once you have this projection and you have the really the path that you're planning on following, you can actually forecast out your cash flow and you can start to have your cash flow strategy. So that cash flow strategy might be all the way from ooh, we're going to be in a bit of a cash problem in the months of making it up November, March and June for whatever reasons, right? Based on big cash outflows or maybe slow sales uh, projected in the month. Or it could be, wow, we are so cash rich. We will need to think of investment strategies to make sure we're not just sitting on piles of cash that isn't doing anything for us. How can we either invest to grow the business? How can we generate passive income? Those kind of strategic conversations are the conversations that you have with a CFO. Likewise, it might be, hey, I'm thinking of taking on some people. Should I take on an employee or should I take on a contractor? And what's the difference and what are the risks associated with each? So those kind of conversations, really, the virtual CFO almost plugs into your business, understands exactly how your business operates, understands exactly your desires as the CEO, founder, small business owner, jack of all trades, whatever you are in your business, and then helps you really get clear from a financial perspective about where you've been and where you're going to go. So that's how my virtual CFO services work. Every single month, you get a month-end report, and it's not just this is how much money you've made, it's why. What happened? What did we think was going to happen? Okay, why did that happen? Or why did not that not happen? How are we going to change the course of the next month to make sure that we can make that happen? Where do you see risk in the business, etc.? So this is the stuff that I love. This is the stuff where I go, okay, I'm not a tax agent. I am a virtual CFO because this stuff lights me up. This is real, tangible, strategic business guidance, advice. It's co-piloting with the CFO, CEO sorry, of the business. It's really being that CFO that adds value and makes things happen. I really hope that's helpful in terms of what kind of finance advice or um, support you can obtain from your business. So all the way from your basic transactional up to a high level strategic support role. And so this episode is really designed to help you think, okay, where is my business at or where do I want it to go? And actually, what do I need to get finance support in? And I'll caveat this continuum piece as well by saying a lot of accounting firms also offer they sometimes call it virtual CFO they might also call it business planning business advice that kind of thing so looking to grow scale and sell your business that's kind of virtual CFO type activities so as I said I hope that's really helpful feel free to reach out if you have any questions find me on instagram at lucystarbuck.co and send me a dm and um, again this is very general advice and 
it's designed again to help those entrepreneurs that are feeling at a loss really as to kind of what finance support there is out there and making sure that you can make some smart decisions about where to go to get that support and so I hope it was helpful and I look forward to seeing you all again next time thanks bye